Welcome to the podcast for people with vision, low vision, and no vision. Vision Riff Podcast. It gives me a platform to serve you better, whether you are an eye care professional or an eye care patient. I'll riff on your frequently asked questions, your concerns, and my idiosyncrasies Tuesdays and Thursdays for approximately 15 minutes. With over 29 years of experience as an optician, educator, and low vision facilitator, I plan to give you useful information and at least one useful tip per episode. So, recorded live from Hawaii, enjoy my vision riff. Aloha! Welcome to another episode of Vision Riff. And today is a different kind of day because I want to know, are we asking the right questions? Or is this question offensive? It makes me wonder if we communicate differently when we actually see somebody versus if we don't see somebody. Do we communicate differently when we're on Zoom versus WebEx? On Zoom, we actually can see the participants. We could see each other. Compared to WebEx, we see the speaker, the slides, the presentation, but the speaker doesn't see us. How is that affecting our communication, how we're learning, how we participate in a conversation? It makes me wonder, I believe I participate differently when I'm able to interact with people, and I depend a lot on people's expression when I ask questions and I communicate. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions just for us to ponder on, and it's on how we use language and ask questions. So how do we, the language that we use with our family, how do we communicate with our family, and how do we see ourselves as communicators within the family? For example, I would ask a lot of questions at the dinner table, and often I would get a, a non-answer, and I got very frustrated with that growing up. Or I was just labeled as Chatty Cathy. I think that there was a doll that was called Chatty Cathy, and I think that that's why they labeled me as such. And I actually used that label as, as offensive. So I stopped talking. I stopped communicating. I stopped asking questions. And then in school, because my vision was so poor, I didn't know if the teacher was actually asking me a question or not. And so I never, I never answered, and then I got in trouble for not answering. I think that this is what happens sometimes with people who have low vision, or not exactly that kind of thing, but maybe similar, because that's kind of where I'm going with this, so, so follow me. When I would communicate with my family, it would be one way, and that would be different than the way that I, the language that I would use when I'm at work. I think that when I've been at work, my language and around other professionals, I was very careful. I was thought more about the words that I used and how I used them and how I communicated with my patients, my clients, fellow professionals within the medical industry, and how I communicate differently with doctors. I think that it's real important to understand that distinction because we know that it's very important to communicate with somebody that complements their personality type. In other words, as an optician, I would communicate differently with an engineer versus a fashion salesperson. It's just two different languages. I would, for somebody who was very analytical and who asked a lot of questions of me, I would 
complement that by returning this statement in an analytical way versus if somebody came off as being more friendly and the inquisitiveness was more about, do I look good? Does this frame look good on me? Then I would respond in like. It wouldn't be, well, technically, this frame is in balance with your face and the tone of your skin. No, they don't care. They just want to know if they look fabulous. And I would let them know, I think that color is fabulous on you. And let's see what happens if we use if we take that same color and use a different style. Let's see how that looks. And I would navigate my answers that way. Language we use with our friends, I think that is so different for me than the language that I use with my family and the people at work. Because with friends, it's kind of like I can let my hair down and I allow myself to enjoy the relaxed experience unless I'm with people that I, I feel like I still have to watch my language. And I also watch body language differently. So now, the big question of where I'm going with with this vision riff. Language we use with someone with physical disabilities. Think about that for a moment. Do we ask questions differently of someone who we can see a physical disability, such as if they're in a wheelchair? or they're using a cane. I know I am more aware of the questions that I ask, but more importantly, I've recently learned that it's the person on the other side and how they receive that question. So now I ask you, what language would you use with somebody who has low vision, uses a cane, or has no vision? Do you ask them, Oh, how come you can't see? What happened to you? Are you really blind? Does that mean everything is in dark? Do you hear that? It's a little offensive. And people who have a vision loss or a hearing loss, they really, well, they have a hearing loss. They can't hear you anyway. No, they can. If they have a vision loss or not deaf, they can hear you. And it may be with difficulty or maybe with a device that they can hear you. Just like a person with low vision can see you. Even though it may not be really clear, they may have light perception and they may have peripheral vision. They may have decreased peripheral vision but have some central vision. All of that needs to be taken into consideration when we communicate. What I learned over the weekend was People with disabilities sometimes really get tired of answering those questions. So they either say, if somebody says, well, what's it like being blind? Somebody can, can give an answer. Well, what's it like being sighted? It's not that people want to be sarcastic, but I can see where it can happen. The place of where it kind of gets irritating to answer a question where it seems like a person really doesn't care. Oh, you know, I, I, went to, I went to the place that I didn't want to go to. I apologize. I'm going to go. I, so I, I need to navigate away from this. But I think that you're getting where, or you may understand where I'm coming from, is that it, it's offensive to, to ask some questions. And so be careful on how you word it. So where I want to navigate this to is the language that we use with our doctors, specifically eye doctors. When a patient comes in and says, oh, I see less, and on their chart, 
it says that they are blind. Sometimes the technicians may not understand that they really do have vision. It may be 2100 vision, which means that they can see a little bit better than the big E. But if all they can see is the big E, they can still tell if their vision has decreased. Maybe it's the loss of color contrast. Maybe they can see colors, but not all of the colors. Did you know that we have two different types of receptors in the back of our eyes? They're called photoreceptors. We have cones for color vision and rods for light vision. So just because the rod light vision, those photoreceptors have either died or become atrophied. No, they're, they're gone. We still have colors, you know? If there's, if there's still some light perception, a person can have color vision and they could have color loss. To the individual, that feels like a loss. Let's use the, I, the concept of contrast sensitivity. During the day, we can tell the difference between white on black and black on white. But what happens when we have a light gray on a dark gray or a dark gray on a light gray? That contrast is more challenging. And as the sun goes down, that contrast is more challenging to see when it's a light gray on dark gray and dark gray on light gray. So even though somebody may be classified as blind, they may have the ability to see better at different times of the day. They can tell that, they can feel that, and they can communicate with that. How do you communicate that you, you care about somebody, whether it's a family member, a work colleague, a friend? And when you frame a question, is it demanding? Is it friendly? Is it approachable? And are you asking because you really care? Oh my gosh, there are so many ways to communicate. I am not a communication specialist, but I do know one thing. People who have vision disabilities, they hear, many of them hear very well. Well, unless they have a, a disorder where they have vision loss and hearing loss, but generally they hear very well. I think that that needs to be taken into consideration. I know I have become more aware of the questions that I ask and how I interact with people with vision disabilities because that's my focus right now. My focus is on vision. I'm going to riff on vision, and I want to know what you think of this podcast. I'd love to have your feedback. Let me know at Katie, K-A-T-I-E, at fivestareyecare.com. That's the number five, S-T-A-R-E-Y-E-C-A-R-E.com. Now, to end with a call to action, please like this podcast and share it with a friend. And then ask them questions. What did you think? What did you think of that podcast? Or ask it another way. Look at how you frame your questions to who it's with and how you communicate with that person. (laughs) On that note, thank you very much for being here with me today. Make it a great day. Aloha.